Hey, it's Fran Harris, founder of Athletes Who Mean Business. Our company empowers current and retired athletes to monetize their brands and expertise and build big businesses. This show answers one question. How can you leverage your sports celebrity and even non-sports talent and skills to have greater impact, influence, and income? If you're ready to play on a bigger stage, you're in the right place at the right time. Be sure to subscribe and review the podcast. Here's today's episode. How to get sponsors for whatever you're doing. How to get sponsors for whatever you are doing. It doesn't matter if you're doing a podcast, if you have a blog, if you have an event offline, if you got, you know, some big conference that you're doing, getting sponsors can be a critical way to offset some of your Expenses, a very effective way to offset some of your expenses. So we're going to talk briefly about how to get sponsors. So the first thing I'm going to say, and it may or may not be in any specific order because I'm coming off the dome. I'm not going to give you a presentation where I put it on the screen and do all that stuff. I'm just going to tell you how to get this done. All right. So the first thing you have to think about when you are looking for sponsors is the first question that you probably have heard is like, what is in it for your sponsors? What's in it for your what's in it for your sponsors? What most people do is they start trying to think about all the reasons that people should want to do business with them, all the reasons that people should want to be a part of this amazing event. And the reality is people make decisions about sponsorships and partnerships based on what's in it for them. Does it give them the opportunity to serve their audience, to serve the people that their customers or clients? That's all people want to know. They don't care about how amazing you think your event is or how amazing you think your podcast is or how amazing you think whatever your show, your play, they really don't care. That's not the first thing they care about. After you can talk to them about what's in it for them, yes, they will be interested in the fact that this person is going to be there and it's at one of the most historic landmarks in the city or whatever. But that's secondary to the most important, the almighty question, what is in it for them? All right. What's in it for them? Stand by. So while a lot of people who teach how to get sponsors will start you off talking about something completely unrelated, it may be important. I'm going to start with the most important question, and that is, what is in it for your sponsors? So what I want you to do is to write down the top three things that your sponsors are going to get out of being in business with you. Okay, so remember, they're looking for the opportunity to get in front of their audience. So you need to be able to quantify how many eyeballs are going to be on their brand. So if I become a sponsor for your event, then how many eyeballs am I going to get access to? 10,000, 100,000, 10 million, right? Then you need to also think about getting pretty much activating your sponsor's brand. So activation can look like a lot of things. It can look like having their brand, the, the brand, the banners and the words and the logos all over the place physically. It can look like having me as a sponsor actually get on stage and speak at your event or read an ad on your podcast, right? Activation can look like a lot of different things. Activation can also look like after the event or after the podcast, giving me access to your database. Some people actually do that. Now think about it. 
if, if the most important thing to your to your sponsor is getting in front of their audience, you need to be thinking of all the ways they can get in front of your audience. And then you also need to decide what you're not willing to do. So for instance, maybe you're willing to have an ad, maybe have signage at the event, maybe have them speak at your event, but maybe you're not willing to give them your database. So you need your list of can do, will do, and non-negotiables, right? Can do, will do, can't do. So it's just as important for you to understand what's important to you as it is to for you to understand what you might be willing to share to really make your sponsors happy. Very, very important piece of the puzzle. That's not where most people start, but it is the most important thing, right? So make a list of all the things you're willing to give up, all the things you're willing to do to make sure your sponsor is exceedingly happy about being involved in your program. And then a list of the things that, you know, you can't do. And maybe there's a middle list of, I might be willing to do this if we can get negotiating this the right way. So you can do that however you want. Um, kind of open to, maybe, and non-negotiables, okay? So that's the most important question that you have to ask. Then you can back out of that to start thinking about all the other opportunities that might be available for your, for your, um, for your sponsor at your, at your event or in your podcast or whatever. So now I'm like, and literally I'm going to jump over all over the place. So let's talk a little bit about um, the, the deck, right? The actual presentation for getting people to sponsor things. Now there are many different ways you can do this. You can actually have like a 12 um, slide presentation that you convert to a PDF. You could also have a one pager. Again, what most people don't do is ask their sponsors what they would like to see. So second thing is ask your sponsors, what would you like to see? Do you want a one pager? Do you want a two pager? Do you want a full deck? Do you want a video presentation? And then give it to them. Because basically what you're going to be doing is repurposing the content anyway. So let's say I'm getting ready to do, I'm looking for sponsors for my podcast, um, Big Time Business. So I might send someone an actual episode of the podcast and then a one pager that covers who the podcast is for, how many listeners or downloads we get every week, and um, you know who some of the other sponsors or advertisers are, right? I may just put together something real quick like that based on what a sponsor or prospective sponsor would want to see, right? And so, but the main thing is, hey, when you got somebody's interest, just say, hey, what would you like to see? Like I have a, I have a deck, I have a, you know, 10 to 15 page deck and I can send you an episode. How's that sound? Like it's a conversation. And that's what a lot of people don't do with sponsors. They don't have a conversation. They just blanket it, you know, bulletproof it, not bulletproof it. <laughs> they just send it out like a template to every single sponsor that they have. And sometimes the delivery isn't exactly what one sponsor wants, may be perfect for one, may not be perfect for another. So ask. Again, most people won't tell you that. They'll just say, get your sponsor deck together, get your materials together, and just blast it out. But you should ask sponsors, what would you like to see? And sometimes you'll get some really great feedback. And some people will say, I'm never going to read that. Don't send me that. I'm never going to read it. Just send me a one page or just send me an email, you know? So the deck, what you send your sponsors, your prospective sponsors, depends on what they want to see. Don't forget to ask them that, okay? So as you notice, I'm not getting down in the weeds about what color your deck is and your, your, you know, your images and all that stuff. That's another time. I want to get to the, to the down and dirty 
about how you should be approaching raising your capital for your sponsorships, okay? The next thing you should think about are kind of the levels. Now, a lot of people will say all the days of going your gold, platinum, silver, whatever, that you should be more creative. And I actually agree with that. I think you should be more creative with the names of your of your um, your sponsorship levels. So sometimes if I'm doing something that's athletic related, then I will name my sponsorships like pro or rookie or baller or something like that, right? It's all about the personality because what you're naming your sponsorship levels tends to tell your sponsorships kind of the level of your creativity. And it also helps to create a whole experience, right? So if you just go gold, silver, platinum, titanium, I mean, that works. But if you're trying to create an entire experience around not only your event or the property that you're selling sponsorships for, then the names of your levels have to reflect that as well. Okay, so start thinking about the actual levels that you want your sponsorship to have. And then the next thing I would say is in each level is to start to put, start to build out the benefits of being in that level. And remember, the the easiest way to kind of know whether you're putting features or benefits into your sponsorship package or whatever you're selling, can you put the words so that you can after that, right? So if you were putting together a sponsorship um, deck or sponsorship page and you go, okay, Fran, by becoming a sponsor of my podcast, you are going to get three emails sent to my list every day so that you can get in front of 10,000 of your target audience, right? That's the big test. So when you're putting together your sponsorship levels, you want to make sure that you, after you put your bullets and go, hey, here's the benefit, you want to make sure you go, can I put so that you can, and then that's the benefit part. That's the benefit portion of that actual amenity for your sponsors. Does that make sense? So you want to make sure that you can, you, that even if you thought, oh, it's just cool to be in a goodie bag, in your mind, you want to make sure you can say you're going to get in, in 10,000 goodie bags so that you can reach 10 million, you know, guys who are the age between 24 and 38 or whatever, right? You're going to be, have time on our stage so that you can literally get in front of your audience live in this environment, whatever. It's a great practice to be able to say so that you can, okay? Remember, when you're selling to someone, when you're marketing to someone, that so that you can is a critical piece of the puzzle. Even if you don't write it, even if you don't put it on your materials, in your head, if you are able to say so that you can and fill in that blank, then you know that you're going to be giving some some very much benefits-driven um, amenities to the people who are working with you, all right? So you got that language there. You're putting together your levels for your sponsorship. And then I'll talk just real briefly about how to communicate and how to basically, let's start with how to even find sponsors. So a lot of people are sleeping on LinkedIn. You guys have probably heard me talk about LinkedIn a little bit more lately than I have in the past, but a lot of people are sleeping on LinkedIn. If you're looking for corporate sponsors, that's a good place to look depending on where your potential sponsors hang out. If your potential sponsors are on Instagram then or in forums or on blogs, then that's where you need to go. That's where you need to go. But if you're looking for big corporate sponsors like Procter & Gamble or you know Time Warner or Comcast or whatever, you need to get on over to LinkedIn and just go and find those executives. It's so easy to go to LinkedIn and just find, you know, the director of the supplier of diversity or the sponsorship executive for, you know, 3M. It's easy. Get on there and find it. So that's how you kind of go there. 
one of the things I would do before you actually send an email to someone is to get someone to, you know, to write a quick email like, hi, this is Fran Harris. I'm doing a great event in, you know, Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm going to have 20,000 small business owners there. And it's going to be about this. And are you the correct person to talk to about being involved in this? And then honestly, make your email, make your email on LinkedIn very benefits driven. This is going to be a great opportunity to reach. Again, it has to be important to the potential sponsor. It's an opportunity for you to reach very specific audience, um, get in front of very specific audience. So it's always benefits driven, right? Um, so yes, yeah, so you can use LinkedIn if you're looking for those kinds of, of sponsorships or people to contact, okay? So you want to make sure you do that, write out the email, have a sequence of emails that you can send out over the, you know, the course of two weeks or something like that. And you got a plethora, I love people who love that word, a plethora of people who you can reach out to on LinkedIn or wherever you need to reach out to them. But always go in with a very friendly tone and a very benefits-driven short email, right? And by short, I mean no more than two or three paragraphs, small paragraphs, introductory paragraph, here's what the event, here's why I'm reaching out and here are the benefits. And then kind of the close would be, here are the benefits for, um, for actually getting involved. And then the close would just be, you know, would you like to hop on a call? That kind of thing. Call to action. All right. Introduction, description of why you're reaching out, benefits for getting involved in whatever you're reaching out to them about, and then a call to action. That's it. Very short. Very, very short. Nobody wants to read a whole long email from you. Okay. So then that's kind of how you start to look for, for sponsors. And then the last thing I'll say is, um, again, how to communicate with sponsors and how to really focus on the fact that People want to get involved with you because of what it does for them. That's pretty much it. So the last thing, and, and again, I'll do a longer sponsorship thing um, another time, but I just want to, I got a couple of people who asked me, who asked me to be sponsors and then who also um, have been asking me to do some kind of training on sponsorships. And the last thing I'll say is what you do after your event, after someone becomes a sponsor or an advertiser, you need to make sure that you treat them like royalty. Right. So after they do an event or they they sign on, you need to, con, you know, congratulate them, welcome them into the fold, tell them what's about to happen. And then after it happens, thank them profusely for hopping on, becoming a partner, give them the results, give them kind of the, the metrics of the event. We, we you know, we blasted last year's attendance record. We had we were over 20 percent higher than we were last year. Here are some of the testimonials that we got from some of our attendees. Here's what they said about your portion of the program. And basically you're now indoctrinating them and getting them ready for the next event or the next, you know, or for staying on. Cause after an event, you always want sponsors and advertisers to feel like they made a great, a great was a great investment. They made a great decision, right? So you want to make sure that's why you share the results. You share the feedback, you share the testimonials. You want to make sure that they understand they made a great decision to get involved and to be a, a part of your event or your business venture. Right. And that's pretty much it for this one. Just want to do a quick thing on sponsors because I got, again, some requests from people asking me to do some things with them. I will say this about that, about reaching out to people. A lot of times people will ask me to do things and then I say, oh, yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Can you send me your deck? Can you send me your sponsorship package? And they're like, um, yeah, well, here's what it's about. No, I don't want you to tell me what it's about. I want you to send me a one pager or send me a deck so I can give you some attention and pay attention to your deck and really delve into what you're offering. 
and too many people just want to tell you what they're doing. If you knew how many requests people get like that a day, it's just more professional to actually send people stuff. Right. And then I, I'll have to tell you this, this one percentage is like the, the people I will ask if I get 10 requests in maybe a month to get involved and I go, yes, yeah, send me your stuff. I probably get 1%. Maybe one person will send me, maybe one person will send me something if 10 or 15 people uh, reach out. That's not even exaggeration and exaggeration. So if you really want people to get serious about what you're doing, then you've got to get serious about what you're doing. And so if you want people to be involved, be partners, be sponsors, strategic alliances or whatever, get your, get your materials together and present yourself like a pro. And you'll be surprised how many, be, how many people will be willing to take you seriously and even potentially get involved with your project. All right. So that's, Quick introductory, introductory, introductory little content on how to land sponsors. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. I just want to tell you that you have such a tremendous opportunity to make a greater splash in the world. What we've done as athletes, not everyone can do. Most of us understand that. But unfortunately, too few of us are leaving a lot of impact, influence, and income on the table. If you want to learn how we help athletes create and build the careers and businesses of their dreams, visit athletesmeanbusiness.com. I'm 100% sure you'll be glad you did. I'm Fran Harris, and I can't wait to help you become an athlete who means business. See you soon.